0: Yes, man. Talk about first of all, how you living? I'm living good, man. How you living? I'm I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to focus. I'm trying to get look. We I apologize, folks. Uh, we 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 are running on some backup generators tonight. Um, <laughs> had had to flash back to some old school technology. I didn't restarted the show. Started the show. Didn't have the right link. Ooh. Let me, let me let me just take a, take well, a man, pause take, right take quick. Some coal, take
1: mm-hmm. a sip of that cold one, man. Mm-hmm. Take a sip of that cold one. I want to give a shout-out to Simon Fraser University. God, dog, it's uh, Simon Canada. Fraser. And then I also want to give a shout-out to Southwest Minnesota State University in yeah. Marshall, Marshall, Minnesota. Okay.
0: Man, look, we're going to go ahead and get into it because we already CP time, you know, eight, nine, minutes, nine minutes late because your boy is, is doing some different things. But uh, we live everywhere. Yes. Uh, so – um you said your son is going uh going to school, getting ready to play a little football. Let me let me let me start with that because that's yeah. the most important, man. I know we were talking about you, you posting some videos of the young man getting some work in in the gym. So, uh, what position he play? He, he He's also- a uh,
1: He's a running back, a uh, slot receiver, athlete, punt returner, kick returner for hopefully for the University of Southwest Minnesota. Love it. Um going out there, man, just got to do his thing, man, just kind of, you know, get his opportunity play a little bit of division two football it's a really good conference they play in um he's just ready to get you know get out there and and showcase his talent man i love it rock and roll
0: love it man that's 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 what that's what's important too right get getting out there getting back to his craft getting back to what he what he enjoys doing and i know you just you excited yourself i know you you all swag oh man man all
1: all all smiles man all (laughs) grill right here all grill i love it man you know just Man, I'm blessed, man. I'm two for two. Well, actually three for three. So my older son, he went to University of San Diego. He played football. My nephew played at Mayville State. Um, And now, you know, my my youngest, my youngest boy, this is his opportunity, my last hoorah. He's going to go play Southwest Minnesota State. So, man, I'm just, I've been blessed to have three for three go out there. You know, they earn their degrees. They play ball. So now, you know, it's, it's his turn up. He's next man up. So, you know, now my daughters are next. So, Working on them to get they get ready to get for their get their craft and get ready I mean, to
0: go to school as well. I way. love it. I love it. Folks, we we see you coming in. Again, we apologize for the tardiness. You can you can blame it out on me. They, they, see, there we go. That there go our, yeah. our, our yeah. default hello. Yeah, there yeah. we
1: go. Yeah, I know, yeah. I, knew it, I knew, it. We ain't live unless Papa Hicks go yeah. ahead and turn it in. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. we're not live until the end, boy. Because but um, I could tell you about the, the little kerfuffle we had. I mean, that's a new word that that, that we had for me getting started, but. Uh, let's get into them stories, man. We we, we got yeah. a lot of things that's that's going on. We got we got the, we always hit man, social impact of sport. We're not just talking about scores and things of that nature. We, we got some hard-hitting stories today. Shouts out to you. We we see your brother Nixon in the building. Yes, sir. Uh we're not gonna talk about the Jaguars tonight, but we're gonna talk a little football. So uh, uh we, we, we're gonna leave your boy T Boy alone. This, <laughs> this week. This week. We 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 get we get on them next time, but uh we, yeah. we're not gonna mess with him today. Uh, so let me, let me go ahead and bring this up here and and let's, let's start with this story right here, man. Um, NFL to stop the race norming, uh, $1 billion settlement for CTE and brain injuries, concussions and things of that nature. This is, this is a huge deal, right? We, we, I'm going to say we broke this. (laughs) <laughs> story a number of weeks ago already. So, so CBS, Fox, ESPN, everyone, y'all need to tune in to Team No Sleep because we we already broke this. We talked about this and and yep. made it made it made it a conversation piece and talked about the importance of this. Montel, get, get into some specifics though, man. While while I scroll down for folks I, I, to, so I, they I, understand.
1: Yeah, this is truly very important, especially for the former players that played in the NFL and those that that did suffer some brain injuries and those that suffered some some. Some some some, you know, some trauma to the, to their brain um, before the it was two sets of criteria, how they, uh, you know, surveyed or how they how they how they um, evaluated white players versus black players. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what this lawsuit is all about. Um, a lot of white players were getting their claims passed through because they were, they were getting looked at at a certain circumstance or being evaluated a different way where African-American players and other men of color that were players, they were getting evaluated and getting denied claims, getting denied medical bills and get denied help. Um, the NFL at first denied that they weren't doing social norming, that everything was okay. Everything was on the up and up, but wow. actually they were doing social norming. And this is the lawsuit that proves it The kind of, I, I, I'll call it hush money. You know, they don't want this to bring up. They don't want this yeah. black eye yeah. on their organization. Um, But, you know, obviously there's things going on. We see what CTE going on uh, with some of the older players because the equipment was different. It wasn't as safe uh, Got A lot of guys live with their head and all the trauma that came with it. And then we hear about these former players, you know, uh, you know, I I hate to admit it, like the situation that happened. And I think one of the Carolinas where the gentleman, they believe he has CTE or some kind of head trauma from football and he ended up killing those people. Uh, We also know, know the Junior Seau story um him him ultimately committed suicide due to they feel there's some ct issues and all this um they like i said those people weren't able to get help because of the evaluation they were given was different than white players so they weren't able to get the help beforehand or they were getting denied claims and all that stuff so now the nfl I believe has done the right thing donated a million dollars at least settled for a billion dollars in the settlement so now former players that are going through these traumas can get the help that they need Get the money they need to help pay the doctor bills, and then hopefully from now on they stop the normal where people can claim and go go forth from there. So yeah. this is a big this is big for people that played in the NFL or people that have aspirations because this thing is going to go on. Anybody that played in there, you can become a former NFL player. This this is going to relate to you if you have any kind of head trauma or any kind of brain injury that goes goes forth from now. on.
0: Yeah, I mean the the fact that this actually is is retroactive as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. so not just current cases that may be open, but actually going back and looking at any any, like you say, legacy players that, that were in the league. So yeah. uh, I think I think that's that that's huge in, in terms of probably finally getting their due, their just their, their justice, day in court, their day yeah. in medicine, whatever the case may be. But, you know, it's unfortunate that some folks had to lose their life already because of uh, the, norm, the race norming and, and yeah. the fact that, uh, you know, the NFL didn't didn't. Uh, pay attention and,
1: and I, I, see i think they paid attention i think they just they had two sets of criterias wow okay
0: and, yeah and no they, i agree they, with that too Yeah. They,
1: and, okay. they, and, they, and they just went with it they went with that their, their their doctors or their psychiatrists or wherever they want to go with they had two different criteria let's be perfectly honest this is hushman there's no doubt about it the nfl does not want this stain mm-hmm. on them because the majority of their lead is men of color Period. That's okay. it. Is what it is. The majority of men that are coming into the lead are men of color. Mm-hmm. So to say that you have two sets of criteria for two different types of players, and majority of your white players get these settlements when there's an issue and get help, and the African Americans or Latinos and those, those guys don't get help, that's a big stain on their eye. And they, you know, the NFL has competition coming up with all these other startup leagues coming in. People, they don't, they don't need this type of negative press or negative, uh, uh, um, you know, the cloud over over them. So they paid a billion dollars to give the hush money to make sure that doesn't happen. And now and, and it's, it's the right thing. It's not, let's make let's be clear. It is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But it's more it's more I think it's more hush money than anything to bring that they were doing this for for so many years. The, the,
0: the story for folks who probably haven't had a chance to read this, you know, it says it, it came out of a civil rights lawsuit that uh, came from 50,000 petitions that were delivered by a group of NFL families to the the NFL. So, so they can finally get this done. I I agree with you that again, it's, it's long overdue. It's again, trying to keep it. NFL is probably doing something, try to keep this out of the limelight Mm -hmm. even more than it already is. Um, uh, I don't want to say, you know, better late than never. I'm, I'm trying to figure out the, a, a way of of, 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 dancing around this, but you know, it, it's not worth dancing around. It's just, it's, nah. it's, it's finally time to just happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wondered now about other sports as well. Um, will they see this as a, as an example, uh, and, and, and fix the race norming, fix any, any issues <laughs> that they have, uh, Around the owner's tables around the around those conversations. Right. In terms of how they treat their players, their stars, just just anyone who's contributing, anyone who's out there uh, putting their bodies on the line for.
1: And and definitely, definitely, you know, the valuation, the valuation should be. I mean, it should be a human being evaluation. It shouldn't be whether you're white, black, green, orange, purple or or green. Um, It should be a human evaluation because all these men, you know, you know, put the put their careers on the line, put the bodies on the line, and just help to make sure we're entertained by mm-hmm. watching the sport. So I, ho- I hope there's no other race norming in any other sport. I don't think there is. I haven't heard anything. That the, matter of fact, the first time I've ever heard of the term or heard about it was mm-hmm. when this when this kind of came out. So um, that they had these two different criteria for you know their players, and one was Caucasian, and one was for the African American players. So hopefully, you know, like you said, better late than never. They, they you know they stepped up to the plate they did the right thing they were supposed to do. And I think they're doing the right thing to make sure they sweep it under the rug. So this isn't a, a top story anymore. And, and they can just kind of go forth with, with uh, businesses is, is, is static quo, as mm-hmm. they would say. So, um, but this is big, I think this is a big thing for, especially for former players. It's huge.
0: Definitely. Definitely. So hopefully everyone will get their, uh, get, get their, 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 money, get their care as well as apparently get to get the care that that they need. So yes. Um, staying in football, you were excited about this. Yes. You, you were excited about this right here, man. This is a big
1: huh? deal. This is a big deal for, on a lot of different scales. I think, um, I watched, I watched the interview with Doug Flutie this morning on, uh, on, uh, I forgot the one with Joy, uh, Joy Taylor, and the uh, other guy. I forgot his name, but he was on there talking about this. The USFL is coming back. They got a contract with Fox Sports. Uh, the person that's bringing it back is the founder uh, or CEO of the the Spring League. This kind of this on mm-hmm. TV now that people watch. Um, this is going to bring so much opportunity in so many facets and uh, generate a whole new revenue stream, especially if it's successful. I know um, they were talking about how successful the USFL was when it first came out and when you know our orange president kind of killed it because he couldn't get in <laughs> um but what i didn't realize the successful and the talent level that they had there was great i mean i didn't know the first year the the USFL kind of merged into the NFL that 15 players were NFL uh, all-star all pro all pro level they played in the NFL all-star game so the level of quality was there i know talking with the the interview they had today the USFL has, are, are, are right now are okay with being kind of the development lead for the for the NFL until they can kind of get their feet up under them, you know, give all these other players that are coming out and more of an opportunity, give coaches more of an opportunity, right. get front office people front, off, front office people more of an opportunity, and also I think provide opportunities for minority ownership within there. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you got to think this this employs those people in the stadiums all year round now serving you know serving beer, yeah. serving popcorn. You know, it has referees all year round. The TV contract alone is going to pull more cameramen, more people out on the field, more announcers. This is going to be a really, a really strong development lead all the way around to kind of get into now the big boys, in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the avenue of providing minority ownership. Um, I think you just I, I know to have a lot of money and to be, be ownership is good, but I think there's a taught process of being ownership as well. You mm-hmm. know, you got to understand how where your money's going. How do you exactly. make it? I think this is the perfect opportunity for minorities to get their foot in on the ground floor, learn how to become ownerships, learn how that revenue stream you know opens up. And as this league grows, you know, the money grows and the more money grows for them. And let's be real. No one loses money in, in these big leagues. No one That's does. True. That's true. The TV contract is going to cover everything they need to do, with all their expenses.
0: Especially with someone big as Fox. Right? Fox course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you got that a whole big 800-pound gorilla behind you, so you you know yeah.
1: it's, it's going to get prime time. Every, it's going to get every prime week. time during the springtime when there's no yeah. football. Yeah. Um, gonna, they, it's going to be a league where players that do really well can go to the NFL. Um, it's going to open up for your favorite college players that didn't quite make it to get an opportunity to showcase their talent and develop their skills mm-hmm. so they can go to the NFL. But I do believe after a while, if it's as successful as it was before, they start it can start to become a competitor with NFL. And I think the difference in will be you will be able to have minor, minority owners. You know, I know we we hear, you know, Jay-Z and Master P and you know a lot of those entertainers and a lot of former former athletes that really would be successful talk about they want to get into ownership. I think it's best to get in on the ground floor because now you can teach a lot of things I now you can understand what scouting is working with. How to, yeah. how to scout and evaluate talent. You yeah. can understand how the coaches in the front administration work works. You can understand what you need to do to have, you know, development, you, you know, developing your players, you, what coaching staffs need, what your what your marketing team needs, what your social media needs. These are all going to be ground for things that they can break in and do it their way because now they can become ownership. Even though it's a minor league team, there's money to be made at that level as well as right now until it becomes the, becomes a, a big-time professional league. So I'm excited yeah. about it. Man. I just like the opportunities are there.
0: Yeah, but you know, you, you think about it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's minor league. Yeah, it's the D league for for mm-hmm. NFL. But again, to get to the level, still a playing for the USFL, you you still got to go out there and you got to have some skills. So th- yep. these folks that are getting, that, are, that are lacing them up and suiting up, they're, they're no joke. Right, so definitely yeah, supposed to some skills, and and definitely yeah. the ones that going to be called up to, you know, from spring training and from yeah. and from the triple and, and and all of that to, to be the well, next ones out there.
1: We already know. I mean, when you get to that level, you're professional. You're, yes. you're getting paid yes. to play. To play, and yeah. I don't care who you are, if you make it to that level to be paid to play, you 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 got to have some talent. Obviously, you got to have some talent. I like it not only from the player standpoint because there's a bunch of players that are going to be able to play and fill those rosters and, yeah. and do good things. I'm liking the aspect with the opportunity for the coaches. You know, now these okay. coaches that are in college that want to go to the professional, now you have kind of a window to buffer yourself to be able to understand how to, how you run a professional team, how you coach at a professional level, how you deal with these athletes. Not only from there, then you go from the front office. How do you work with the front office people? Because it's a lot different. Agents now can kind of work with their, you know, you can't just be an agent and jump to the major league to jump to the NFL and, right, you go right. and discuss contracts. Now this is a ground for for them to discuss. How to discuss contracts? How to understand how the league works? How caps work? I mean, all this stuff is a learning process in the business realm, and these are all opportunities going to be open
0: yeah.
1: now. More, yeah. the more the merrier for these for people to get in and be able to develop these things and be able to do things their own way. You know, like how to be a GM. If you can build a winning team there, you might get the opportunity to go build a winning team at the NFL level. So, I'm so excited about the opportunities that are coming along the way, mm-hmm. and more so for minority ownership because we know we don't have it in the NFL and those good old boys ain't letting us in, right? True. They're not, they're not going to let us in. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. a way to be able to say, Hey, I would love for Jay Z to have own own a team master P to own a team and to be able to put their stamp in their marketing brand and help this league grow super fast and, 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 be, and be in good strength and use their brands to make these things just as competitive as the NFL, but just be a spring league and, mm-hmm. and, and, and do some good things. So I'm i am I'm, 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 I'm very excited about it because like I said, man, opportunity, any opportunity for for all people, especially for our people to be able to get in and get in that level, I'm all for it. Yeah.
0: It, we, we, it's definitely early on. Uh USFL2.com shows nothing except for coming <laughs> there, yep. there's, there, there's no swag, there's no gear. I wouldn't look at the site. There's, there's just nothing there yet. But I, I, I like the I like the pivot you're making about ownership and about coaching and about GMs and things of that nature. I I wanna ask about something that we saw uh coach deon sanders talk about and 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 which is still troubling to me the fact that there were no players from an hbcu drafted this year and mm-hmm. I, and and i wonder yeah we want to talk about owning, and we want to talk about, Onan, to talk about th- those types of things and actually having a skin in the game but this could now be that location for yep. those players they got mistakenly overlooked yeah this this could be now be their time to come out and shine this could be their their location to come out and show theirs you know i'm I'm bringing my skills to the usf like
1: you said i I think i think it's very prevalent for the division three the division two levels players um the division one double a players hbcus and all the above you know and i people get really that i think a lot of people don't understand like college football when you're 17 years old 18 years old you're still in the development stages of your body. You haven't grown into your body yet. You mm-hmm. haven't mm-hmm. you haven't peaked who you're gonna be as an athlete. Yeah. Uh, some people have, some people haven't, but more, majority of us haven't. The ones that have are the ones that go to division one. The guys that are peaking, mm-hmm. the guys that are very big, they're they're already, you know, in a grown man's body at the age of 17, 18 years old. Yeah, those guys are there. But some guys don't develop to the 20, 21, 20, you know, in those mm-hmm. 20, the early 20s. And now you put a level of a, a guy that's a division three player that's 22. I'll put him up against a Division One player, because now he's grown into his body. He understands his athleticism. He knows how to do things. He's played against other grown men. He understands himself. Now the Division One player may have all the skill set in the world and may be better, but I guarantee that guy Division Three can't compete at that level. That's where you're going to see these these guys from smaller schools being having an opportunity to compete against guys, and some of them are going to even shine and outshine some of the guys that were at a big level because they're hungrier. They've always been told they weren't good enough. I think those opportunities are going to present themselves big time. I think this will, like you said, be that pathway when Mm -hmm. there are HBCUs drafting the NFL, they'll go to the USFL, develop themselves, and then they'll get opportunities to go to the NFL or stay where they're, stay where they're at. Um, That's why I think it's going to be very important to have minority ownership, because if you can cultivate that environment, the way they want to stay and what Mm -hmm. they want to do, then you build that Mm league. And I believe a lot of these guys, and I hope even NFL players get into the mix. I hope Mahomes buys a team in the USFL. I hope Russell Wilson buys a team in, in, in the USFL, so excuse yeah. me. I hope, they, I hope they invest as well in there because now, like I said, I think this is a great platform to develop. I thought the XFL, when you talked about it before, the XFL would have been the same thing. I hope it provides opportunity for not only players – but now the business side of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's where that's because that's really where it is. That's right? Where, when, yes. when, you, when you got your hand on, on the debits and the credits and the balance sheet, that's that's when you when, when you really take control of your destiny. So I, I completely agree with you that 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 needs to be opened up for more opportunity, especially yeah. for for more uh, black and brown folks. So that's. We'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah. I will, we'll see who I, who I'm rooting for. What was I think it said only going to be eight teams or so initially. But you know, we'll, we'll see who I, who I'm rocking see if yeah, we, yeah, yeah, gonna man. I'm, I'm, here. I'm,
1: I'm I, hoping I'm hoping San Diego and Sacramento get a team. Oh, there yeah.
0: you go. Be be local rivalries. Be right, rivalries. I mean, well, I
1: mean, it, I, I'm hoping so, but just because of the fact I think both markets can sustain it. Yeah, I think both markets will support it. Yeah, and I think you know as long as the opportunity is there, man, I think people will go in there. I and mean, that's my personal thing. Maybe they won't come in the first the initial eight. eventually i hope you know la is already overcrowded with the the two nfl teams they got there that's going to be a hard market to crack and in the bay area you know it's hard to crack where the san francisco 49ers are where the the raiders were formerly at, but i do believe markets like sacramento portland san diego albuquerque new mexico those areas have been driving been dying for a professional team this will be the best way for minority owners to go ahead and say hey we want to bring a team here and Mm -hmm. let's make and make it happen and then Like I said, put your own spin on how you want to run your business and how you want to market the team, how you want to sell tickets, how you want to do all those things. Man, I think this is just a great platform to develop those that business kind of acumen and ownership into a professional organization, sports organization.
0: Yeah. As you said that I can almost guarantee, well, I can, I, if I was a betting man, I would say Oakland would get one for sure. Now that the, yeah. the Raiders have gone there because they've already got the infrastructure there. Right? Yep. So, yep. so it's, it's cheaper for Oakland to, to bring in a team like this because again, they don't have to build a stadium. They don't have to do, go through all that. So Sacramento similar, you know, we've already got the infrastructure in place and it's not yep. too overcrowded. It's not, Sacramento's not really known as a sports town for outside sports. Yeah, yeah, we got the Kings, we got we got that. But you know, as, as far as like infrastructure for for football, we got, we got stadiums where we can do that too. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, cool. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, move, moving right along. Move right along. Thank y'all, folks, for joining us again. I'm, I, I know no one probably pays attention to it, but I, I am. Oh. I, I, I'm scratching my head because again I'm coming in, you know, with with, with this background, hey. with this backyard
1: equipment. James, one more thing before we move before we move on. Another yeah. thing that I heard about the league that, that also is going to be great. Yeah. That I think is going to be great. It's going to open up the things for women coaches in the football world, and I think we might possibly have our first woman head football coach in the USFL, and that's what they were kind of talking about today. So i that's that's Walter. a big caveat.
0: You know, what's her name? Welter. Uh, I, I follow her on Instagram. She, she was a, a coordinator for the Ravens uh, and the Cardinals. And mm-hmm. she is very focused on getting young girls interested in football for the reason of, you know, the athleticism, the discipline, just the conditioning mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So she would be someone who would be Know, I'm, I'm not in those rooms making those decisions, but she's in, in the someone I would think would be at the top of the list for who could really be influential in in terms of coaching yep. um, one one of these teams. That that would be awesome to see. Yeah, that yeah. would be awesome.
1: So, to see. Yeah. So the, I think the USFL is going to change a lot of dynamics. That's another reason. Now we can move on. I, I forgot. I forgot to bring that point. I wanted to say that though, big time.
0: No worries, brother. No worries. I had a story that I wanted to make sure that we brought up, and good lord, did I did I miss it? So before we go into that, let me let me uh, let you. Reminisce a little bit about the man we oh, lost yeah. today, yeah. Uh, five years ago. Talk, man. talk, talk to folks, you know, about what, what 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 Mr. Muhammad Ali meant to the
1: world. I think that uh probably got to go down as one of the most influential athletes ever to grace the grace, you know, the earth. Um, what he stood for. Um, as far as his personal beliefs and what he stood for against the Vietnam war. Um, and not to mention just his skill as a boxer and him being outspoken about things he were against, uh, I'm man, he, he's, he definitely, I'm, I, he's an idol of mine. I think an idol of a lot of people that not this generation, cause they don't know who he was, but definitely our generation. Uh, and we lost it. Even though we lost a great man five years ago, um, that I hope his legacy is able to carry on. Unfortunately, boxing boxing is not the way it was back then that it is now. Uh but um, you know, hopefully people can carry on the Muhammad Ali spirit. I hope people can carry on the spirit of him, speak your mind and and, and stick to your beliefs. Uh uh, you know, I people think he was braggadocious about, but I think he was more confident in his skill set. That's why he did the things that he did, why he was boxing. Uh he had a wonderful, you know, great personality, great, you know, great humanitarian and human being. Um believed in his religious beliefs strongly and expressed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's he embodied what, you know, what we define as, you know, as American or being American is all about, you know, he made his own choices. He lived a life the way he wanted to live it. You know, he spoke out against things he thought there was injustices. Um, you know, he came from nothing and became rich. Yeah, you know, he he lived. He embodied what Americans are or or the the term of Amer- American is. So. Man, I just salute, salute Muhammad Ali in every way possible um, as a great person.
0: I mean, the fact that he transcended more than just sport. Yeah. Right. The, the fact that he transcended more than just politics again by by making that that stand that he made. The fact that he, uh, I gonna say, introduced a lot of folks to different religious beliefs. To the mainstream, I right? think I
1: think he did. I think he brought the right. Muslim, the the, the black yeah. Muslim faith to the right. mainstream because people, you know, he was Cassius Clay, then he changed his name to Muhammad Ali. I believe right. between him and Kareem Abdul, Abdul, Abdul Jabbar, brought a lot of that and made people aware that that was a, you know, that was um, a discipline of a religion mm-hmm. that people yeah. wanted to learn, especially African Americans learned learned it a lot. Um, I and I'm all the applaud it. I mean, I you know, I don't knock any religion or. Or anything like that. I know the Muslim faith is very strong. People that are Muslim, they're very disciplined, and I think that he he believed that that was the right decision for him and his family, right. and he spoke out about it. I think that was I think that was a great thing to be able to do that. Uh, um, I like I said, I applaud the man in every way, fashion, because he embodied what American is supposed to be, and he dealt with so much. He dealt yes. with so much racism. He dealt so he dealt with you know the civil rights movement. He dealt with trying to be a, uh, be. You know, he's he was an icon then and trying to deal with an icon not knowing that having anybody to follow to be an icon. You know, he kind of walked his own path. Uh, you know, just one of the greatest, I think, men that we can that we can embody, uh, you know, embody, especially as a sports figure, you know, period, you know, period within our culture. Um, I really just respect what he stood for so much. I agree. And, you know, he go
0: I was gonna say, and you know, the the fact that It was him that dealt with a lot of those firsts for society and a lot of those firsts for the culture, I think resonates as well. Because I don't think there are very many people at that time who could have stepped in front of those uh, mobs and those those angry discussions, you know, and and stood up and been as resilient as someone like Muhammad Ali. Right. I mean, it it, it took more than a thick skin. It took it it took confidence of character. It, It took just someone built differently to be mm-hmm. able to one stand up and say I'm not going to fight this war one I'm changing my name because I'm I'm changing my my faith and my belief things of that nature T- to be as braggadocious as he was in front of Howard Cosell and, and and you know I'm the best I'm the greatest and and just have that persona and a- all about him everything again that, that made up Muhammad Ali just speaks to who we were and I think who we are as a people Period. Not just black folks, but again, as you say, as, as Americans, just really confident, independent, uh, looking out for what's best for for humanity. And I think that's really what he, what he wanted to do and what he was trying to do in, in, in a lot of his efforts that he did. Again, he... It's it's unfortunate that we we lost a man for the reasons that we lost, and really, you know, really for um, the the sport that he was in, just just started taking advantage of of his capabilities, but. The, the fact that we had him for the short time that we had it, it, it really resonates in the fact again that we're still talking about him. I still remember when he uh, lit the candle I'm, I'm sorry lit the, lit the flame at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I was crying like a little kid look <laughs> I, 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 I didn't want I didn't want no one to know or see but now I'm saying it on camera look but, but what when, when you saw Muhammad Ali at the, at the very last moment there lighting that lighting that torch you, you knew all was well. You, yeah. just, you just knew all was well, so so that that's that's good stuff. I, I see folks chiming in. I appreciate y'all coming in. We appreciate you. Um, in in a second, I want to get back to a, to a comment that, that that came in as well because I think we we need to to, to talk about about this comment that came in, Laura. Yeah, the, the hurricane movie that was that was amazing. Uh, movie as well. I, I, that's actually one of them that's in the private collection here as well. Because, But yeah, you're, you're right. Boxing is dangerous. Uh, you know, It's dangerous to walk up and down the street sometimes too. But again, I, I understand where you're coming with, with, with that statement there. But um, uh, again, I, I think Muhammad Ali, he pitified, he pitified more than just the sport that he called his trade. But yeah. he he, he epitomized really what what it is to be a, a strong individual that that's focused and centered on 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 their core beliefs.
1: So. You, you know you know what 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 I really admired about him, which is which is him being. I mean, people said he was outspoken the things he did, but I can't imagine the courage he had when he when he stood in front of the camera. I don't know what what station, what but he was talking about. You know those those viet, viet Cong had never done nothing to me so why am i going to go fight this fight yep. i'd rather go to jail Can't, i mean i don't think people understand how much courage it took for someone to do that and for, especially in those times i mean he you know you know what where, where i look at it from and, I, and I, i'm always kind of introspective you know martin Luther king had his lane he preached no violence right he preached mm-hmm. no, no violence he wanted just to do everything malcolm x was a little more radical Muhammad Ali was our outspoken one. He spoke it to masses. You know, Malcolm X spoke it to uh, our people, to blacks, yeah. the people to listen. Muhammad Ali used his platform to speak out to, to, to volumes of people how we how they how they felt back then. And, and you know, and then we had Jim Brown as well, but he was quiet. Jim Brown was more behind the scenes. He didn't talk yeah. as much. He was more of an activist, helping. But I think Muhammad Ali was our outspoken one. And I, I you know, I always imagine I couldn't imagine being in his shoes being able to say that and talk and and say that at that time in that, in that time, in that era when so much was going on and to sacrifice his career where he was still due to, I mean, back then, you know, to make millions of dollars the way he was. And he, Hey, I'll, I'll give it all up. Yeah. my belief. Yeah.
0: Crazy. Yeah. That's great. Bless him for it. I'm glad we had him for it because, because again, it's, uh, I liken it to the military. Right, there, there, there's you got to be a special breed. You got to be built differently to be able to go out and, and and go in front or and and fight for something that either you you may completely agree with or you know folks that don't like you. But you know, to be in the military, it, it takes again a special breed of person to go out there and do that. Yes, uh, and and bless everyone that, that's done that. Appreciate you for your service, past, present, future, things of that nature. But again, someone like a Muhammad Ali really just resonates with society, humanity, totally. So um, um, could can't stop talking about him for sure, but but definitely wanted to make sure that we, we brought that topic up and that subject up to show our respect to the man and everything that he meant for us. But um, I, I want to go back to a comment here that uh, Tony Davis, a uh, partner of mine who actually went to high school with, talking about women getting jobs instead of the black man. So So Tony, I don't know if you were on when we talked about the entirety of that story about the USFL, right, and and the fact that we really are focused on the the, the fact that this. It, well, first of all, thank you for the comment, man. So, and, and the fact that bringing up because again, that's what we're talking about right here the the uh, the social importance and influence of sport, things of that nature. So, we want to have these conversations. But um, we were really focused on having that discussion that minorities. Are getting into the, the the ownership realm, getting into the, the coaching realm, getting into general management, actually being influential in 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 the league now. Now that the USFL is is coming back, that was the premise of what Montel and I were talking about, and then just just blossoming that out and said, now let's bring in other folks who marginalized communities. You know, there there are women that are out there who uh, no sport. No football, because we're talking about football particularly, mm-hmm. it would make sense, right? I mean, this could be that opportunity for uh, the sports world to really stand up and do a, a, a righteous thing. Let the minorities, let some let, let minorities come in and actually have some ownership, have some leadership. Let some women come in, and have some, some ownership and have some leadership. This just makes sense. And, and, and there, there's nothing negative that we want to say about this story. But I appreciate you bringing up this comment, man, because, again, we, we want to make sure that we didn't leave anything or say anything out of context that you and that you didn't uh, agree with us when, when we were talking about it earlier. You yeah. got anything? You to tell? Yeah,
1: I, I, just, I think we got to look at qualified, you know, you know, black, green, white, orange, man or woman. You know, you got to hire some of qualified first. Yeah. And I don't believe it's over anyone. I, I, I'm thinking the USL is going to provide more opportunities. For more minorities, you know, black male coaches, yeah. women coaches, uh, women owners, black owners, brown owners. I think this is just going to be a, a great platform to be able to develop and be able to develop kind of like our way. I, I look me, me personally, I compared it to like hip hop, the music. We developed how hip hop and how it's structured,
0: yeah. but
1: the thing that we didn't understand about that is the business side. I think now with the acumen and the the people that can be in ownership we can get an understanding of how to learn the business, how to do the business in there, how to understand sports entertainment, how to build to develop these teams, how to, to develop front offices all the way around. I hope front offices are, are rainbow color. It should yes. be everybody in there getting the opportunity to play. But I do believe now we have this one groundbreaking opportunity to become owners, run it our way, understand the business our yes. way, yes. because the NFL is not going to let us in. They're not, they're not, they're not letting no one in. They're not letting minorities in, unfortunately. That's their monopoly on the thing. This is an opportunity to hopefully break that break that monopoly.
0: That's true. That's true. Uh, man, shout, shout out to all my folks coming into the building because we we talking about some things and when we got some we got some educators online. We we got uh, we got Doctor JP in here. We got Doctor Doctor Nugent in here. Always got Keely in here keeping me straight. Uh, <laughs> Mister Cox, man, see. I... See, Monte. Here we go, right? I'm trying to stay. I'm trying to stay focused, but again, I'm I'm, I'm coming through with 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 this with this bootleg system tonight, and 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 I don't have all my bells and whistles, so that's why I'm standing. We
1: good. We good. No,
0: man, keep me right, right? Because because so let let me let me do a little 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 side note for all my ecam family. Do not run the developers version of io of Mac OS because the latest version does not work, but he can It doesn't even load. That's for all the
1: techies out there. That's for all the techies out there. So
0: if you're trying to run a show, if you're trying to run a live stream with the latest and greatest bleeding-ass technology, uh, let me tell you something, as of this morning, they are not compatible. I've got a support ticket into the to the brothers at uh, at ECAM to try to figure it out. But you know, we coming through with another great platform, Restream. So shouts out to them. We we able to get the message out again. I know I'm the only one that's worried about it because we're talking about the stuff that matters, and it's the content that's resonating, and that's why folks are staying on the line and staying on the stream. But I, I had to throw that caveat out there because I, I got some I got some of my mentor you know my, my my mentors in here right now. I want to make sure that I'm I'm coming correct though. <laughs> Uh, love you, love Mike. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Hold on. Let me let me, let me see what Miss um, Keeley said. I love the fact that uh, she, she's commenting as well. It's the scarcity mentality. Opportunities for one take away from another. I wish we could really articulate and argue against these assumptions. And see, again, Keeley's coming from... Sports background as well, right? So she's highly involved, highly engaged with with sports uh, up in Canada. So she understands the mentality again, being being a woman who's in leadership roles in in in, in sports. So would love to continue to get her perspective on, on some of these things. But um, we got
1: to bring her on the show one day, definitely bring her on the show for her to have her talk and, and let's get it from her lens,
0: man. I, I better get right. I better come through. <laughs> look, look I, look, I got, I got, I got uh, doc, Dr. Nugent in here. I got, I got JP and, 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 and uh, Keely matter. I, I better be right before I, before I bring them on. <laughs> let me, let, let, let me go ahead and get focused and get back into what we were talking about. Um, uh, next story. This, this should have been the lead story, but you know, we, there there's so many things going on. And, um, this 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 one this one slightly troubling, man. This one's slightly troubling because we because we need to have this discussion. Naomi Osaka, mm-hmm. uh, winner, and, and if anyone says anything negatively about that, uh, then shame on you because she is a, a a a wonderful person, wonderful athlete. I don't know personally or not, but I, I've just seen I've just seen the content of her character and I've seen what she's done on and off the uh, the, the tennis court. She uh, decided that she wasn't. Feeling doing press interviews while while participating in in uh in in this latest uh, tournament, she got fined fifteen thousand dollars for not participating in that press interview, and the reason that she did not want to because she was having um, personal issues that she wanted to deal with from a mental perspective. Uh. Tennis organization said, "You know what? You continue to not provide your time to to the press and not tell us your your story, not not tell us your your things, not 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 do your due diligence and be in front of these cameras and microphones, we may kick you out of this tournament." She says, "You know what? Hold on. I'm just going to leave. I'm I'm going to leave and I'm going to take care of myself and take care of my mental sanity and my mental health and kudos to to naomi for being a 23 year old woman able to stand up in front of this large organization to stand up literally in front of the world and say you know what what's most important to me right now is me not going around here making the money cuz i'm probably going to win anyway cuz cuz she's she's bad like that right she she can she can do her thing but you know really standing up and making a stand for for mental health and advocate for uh, understanding and realizing what's what's most appropriate. Uh, um, again, the fact that she's walked away from this has really shined a light on our reliance and in our, indip- our our I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this. Right, our 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 need to have. Our athletes and our entertainers um, talk to us for some other reason. They don't. They don't have to talk to us. The fact that she's got fined fifteen thousand dollars for not getting in front of a camera and talking to a news agency—that that, that's that's shameful in and of itself. But the fact that this organization didn't step outside of themselves and say, you know what, this person is in need of some assistance from a from a from a from a mental perspective. How how do we take care of the person as opposed to worrying about this tournament and the revenues that's coming in from a TV and and a news perspective? So shame on them for that. But talk to me about um, your thoughts on this, because because I'm 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 not torn on it. I'm actually completely in her in her corner, just as a lot of other athletes are are coming out and and entertainers and celebrities coming out and saying, you know what, Naomi, we we got you. We behind you. Take care of yourself, girl. Take care of of what you need to take care of and, and 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 move on. Right. You, if you if you need to change sports, if you need to change uh, uh, brands, but no, you know what? Nike actually came out today and said we stand behind you.
1: Them. Yep, they support I, her.
0: and and they are her her, her primary uh, sponsor. So Nike yep. came back and said, you know, we we gonna ride with you because you're doing the right thing. T- t- tell me your thoughts on this, man, because this, I, this, this this has got me this has got me shook a
1: little bit. I, I am 100 percent in support of Naomi. I think she did the right thing. First of all. You know, I think one just addressing I think she's shedding light on something that we always keep in the dark, which is mental health. We always, especially us as African-Americans, from what I understand, from my my, from my from my experience, we keep that under. We kind of keep that under the dark. We got to be stronger. We can't conceive to anyone. We can't you know, we got we got to just be stronger than the strong mentally and physically. And I believe, you know, let's be honest, man, today's world is crazy. And she's dealing with whatever she's dealing with in her way. And she just felt she wasn't mentally ready for that. And I read something the other day about how she has um, social anxiety. You know, yeah. she doesn't really like being in front of the camera. She doesn't really like yeah. talking. She's a person who likes to kind of keep to herself and do her thing. But she's been forced to talk, especially since she won. Well, she be Serena. She's been forced to talk under these ca- on these cameras and talk to reporters and everything all the time. And she doesn't feel comfortable. Uh, we've seen this in a couple of our athletes, but it was ignored. We saw it in Ricky Williams. Remember him talking with a helmet on. He did his interview with his helmet on when he was doing yeah. those things. We yeah. saw with Marshawn Lynch. One I'm just here so I don't get
0: fined. I'm just here so I don't get, get fined. I'm just not get fined. Yeah. But
1: he doesn't feel comfortable in front of these mm-hmm. things. And mm-hmm. So that's the social anxiety part. But, you know, she's dealing with personal issues and she has social anxiety. I applaud her for coming out and saying, I'm not mentally ready. I'm not right. I don't You know, I don't feel good competing. I'm not mentally focused. Uh, you know I need I need to talk to somebody or get some help or get my or just take some time off to get myself right and she's shining light on something that we that we hide in the dark for so much man and I, I applaud her for just being that person to be able to come out and and, and, and show people that hey man if you have a problem or you have a situation you know let somebody know remove yourself from the situation you're having these these problems with and let's get some help let's you know I think uh, uh, um, we're in a new day and time. We are more pressure, more, 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 more things are on you with social media and, and the cameras, and you're always being in the spotlight. And if you're a winner, you really got the lights and, and everything shining yeah. up on you. You know, you they're dealing with. She's a young lady dealing with a whole lot, you know. And, and and for her, like I said, for her to be able to instead of you know just going out there and trying to get fight through it and lose, and everybody's gonna ask her what's wrong with her losing, why'd you lose so early. She's just not mentally right. And she took a step yeah. back. And so that's a big, that's a big adult move she did. I don't even, care. I don't even want to know
0: the specifics. I don't care. You know, of yeah, why. I
1: don't care. That's her thing. Yeah. She came
0: out and said there is something going on right now in her life that is bigger than tennis. Yep. And, and you know, every time I, I read this, I, and I've read this last couple of days ever since she's withdrawn. So here's the statement for for everyone from the French Tennis Federation. Quote: First and foremost, we are sorry and sad for Naomi Osaka. I, so right right there, I, I got issues with that. Mm-hmm. What you what you what you sorry for? <laughs> right, and what you sad for? Why not? Why not? See, why <laughs> why not be supportive and why not be helpful? Yeah. Don't be sorry and sad for her. Be be encouraging of this young woman. Continuing to quote, the outcome of Naomi withdrawing from Roland Garros is unfortunate. We wish her the best and the quickest possible recovery, and we look forward to having Naomi at our tournament next year. We remain very committed to all athletes well-being and to continually improving every aspect of players experience in our tournament and this is a catch right here including with the media so they don't get it yet right see they're again worrying about that dollars and cents of this yeah, whole it's thing. About the
1: dollars you just hit it you, it's yeah. about the dollars and cents yeah. for them the French yeah. open is about the dollars and cents man let's be let's let, let, wait let's be candid they could care less about naomi
0: True. they
1: can care less about her mental health long they just want her to be on the court that's just the press that's just the press. That's just the press thing to, to make kumbaya to make sure yeah. they cover their all their, their tracks. Yeah. Uh um, because if they really cared about it, like you said, the thing they would have said was we support her. Uh, you know, we we're retracting that 15, dollars. $15, she should, you know, we su- we support her coming out saying she, she's not mentally ready and all those things. Um I, that's just a press release just to cover the sales, man. And I, you know, shame on them, but you know, the, the juggernaut to keep moving regardless. True. Um yeah. With Naomi, I'm, I'm like I said. I think I'm a, I'm a big supporter of hers. I, I think like she she did something that most people don't even have the courage to do. They would have just tried to fight through it and got through it. Mm-hmm. She 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 spoke to the world and said, "Hey, I'm not I'm not mentally ready. You know, I'm just not there. I'm not. You know, something going on in my life that I got to deal with that's keeping me from focusing on tennis and being the best athlete I can be." Yeah. Applause all the way around. You know, I you know I hope um, this shed like I said. I hope this sheds more light on our mental health on having mental health uh, and if people are going through mental issues or mental health issues or yeah. that just weakness, man, that they just find that help, whether it be a friend, a foe, a teacher, a mentor, um, professional help with a psychiatrist. So, you know, all these, you know, these help lines or whatever, man, get, get that help because, you know, one, we don't, you know, you are, impo- you're an important person, mm-hmm. not just Naomi that's dealing with the, the, the lowest, the individual that's out there on the street, if you're dealing with some situation, man, please go seek that help because we don't need to lose no other more people to this situation. Because we know how it gets when it gets very detrimental.
0: Yeah,
1: we've yeah. seen the out- we've seen the outcome over and over again when mental health gets detrimental and people can't deal with it. Because I'm gonna tell you right now what a good friend told me, Christopher Smith. When, when pain starts outweigh your 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 will to live, mm. that's when you commit heinous acts. Wow, and that's so true. When that pain, that inner pain, or that mental, when that mental pain yeah. overtakes your will to live, that's when we deal with these situations, man. And we don't need them. We don't need any more situations. So I, I hope Naomi's a spokesperson. I hope she comes out. I hope she tells people to get mental health, right, and people just follow suit, man, because yeah. that's a very important issue that we deal with today that we, don't, it's an issue that we have today, but we don't talk about. It. People don't talk about it.
0: That's true. That's true. And, and I, I will say that... Um, this whole situation has raised, I think, the, the conversation. You know, it, it takes someone in the limelight to, I think, you know, really, really trigger that spark, right, to actually mm-hmm. have that conversation. So ESPN watchers and followers, you've seen Jalen Rose uh, talk about the um, de- depression and the aggression and you know, the issues that he's had ever since losing his mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm normally not a Stephen A. Smith fan. Uh, I I think he's crazy, but you know, crazy in a good way. You know, he he does his job, but he was actually on it may have been on PTI or, or whatever the other day talking about the situation of losing his daughter. Mm-hmm. And when Stephen they got into that conversation again about having to physically and emotionally, both physically and emotionally, go through the hurt and the depression every single day. Yep, since he's lost his daughter. Yeah, that 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 really I think. We wouldn't have had that discussion from Jalen and from and from Stephen A. If it hadn't been for uh, Naomi. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, and right. I think I've seen. I don't. I don't know if I saw the same one, but I know he said Stephen A. Smith. He's like, I'm depressed every day. every single
0: every single every day,
1: single day. day. At some moment of my yeah. day, I yeah. suffer from the mental from mental depression about his daughter. Yeah. So um, now, like you said, Naomi to spark these conversations because other people feel like I feel the same way. I lost my brother at a young age. Mm-hmm every day i think about him he's in my heart every single day so i don't know if i'm depressed or i define mine as depressed i define mine as more but it probably is a form of depression i just don't know i just been able to operate with it but i can understand. i can empathize with what he's saying and i'm one of millions that go through the center have the same thing but again we don't talk about it we don't we don't discuss it we don't we don't have those conversations so i hope like i said it sheds light i think you know i think the the uh the uh the stigma of talking to a psychiatrist or talking to somebody for help or releasing whatever whatever depression you have yeah i think that stigma needs to go away and yeah. definitely in 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 in, I, I can only speak for the black community because i know at least at least the people i hang around it's a stigma that it's a negative stigma it's, it shouldn't be that way True. we should be able to go get that mental health uh and get that help that we need to work through our issues and our problems because we all deal with things differently yeah you know and, and, and you know, I had, a, I had a conversation with my best friend, Tim, today. We were talking about stress. He deals with it internally. He internalizes it. Mm. Not good. Not a good yeah. thing to do because yeah. you internalize so much it blows up. Yeah. I told you know, I was like, the way I deal with it, I exercise. I punch my punching bag. I deal with it in a different way. Right. I think the same thing with mental health. People deal with it with so many different ways. That, and this is the thing that they don't have that outlet. You know, Naomi's going to be able to get help. Let's be honest. She'll yes. be able to get yeah. help whatever she yeah. wants. Stephen A. Smith, if he really wanted to, he can go get help, or he can have somebody to talk to. But us common folk, you know, it's hard for us to go out, go out in that lane, and do that and get those resources. uh, Mm -hmm. You know, like they said. Um, But I encourage men seek them because there's there's free resources, there's paid resources, there's friends, there's mama, whoever you think you need to talk to and discuss Mm -hmm. this with that have an unbiased opinion. I just don't want to see nobody else, you know, you know, succumb to succumb to that pain of mental illness or that mental hurt.
0: I agree with you, man. And, and folks, yeah, we, we sticking on this for a minute because it just resonates with, with everyone. If, uh, you know, if, if it's not you, it, it, it's someone next door to you, it's someone up the street from you, someone in your family that, that's having some some, some issues or, or some challenges just and especially within the last 14 or so months. Right. When the world literally stopped.
1: Mm-hmm. Look,
0: look, that that just that just took its toll on on everybody. And you're lying if, if you're going to say it didn't. Um, And I I guess another thing I want to bring up is there are more effective ways of dealing with uh, depression, aggression, stress, depression, and and all of that stuff. You know, don't don't get don't go down the path of of. Separating yourself from the ones that you love. Don't go down the path of, of, of burying your troubles in, in, in a bottle of something, right? I mean, uh, just, just, just those kind of things. Be, be, there, are, there are more positive and more effective ways of dealing with, with these types of issues. So uh, I, I, just, I just definitely wanted to, to, to bring that up as well. So Mr. Cox here is bringing up something. Naomi is a different generation and that generation looks at mental health differently. Talking about mental health is becoming more normalized as time goes on, still a long, long way to go. That's a really good yep. point, man. That's a really good point, man. And and kudos and shouts out to I think the the youngsters of the day. And I know we always get mad at them because they're always looking at their phones or always doing TikTok dances or whatever. But <laughs> you know what? They're verbalizing themselves and they're having those yeah. conversations. They they actually are, are more in tune because they've grown up in, in, in a time of so much, right? Yeah. They've grown up and seen so many. So much negative right in front of them, right? We, we it took us until nine, ten, eleven o'clock at night when we saw, um, you know, Walter Cronkite on the evening news before we saw something. Now you can see what's going on uh, at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania immediately when, when they mm-hmm. start acting the full. So, so again, I think that our our, our youth are are more 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 uh, adept to forming their own opinions and and not falling into what their parents or their grandparents yep. or, or, or folks, you know, may have thought. So, um, so that's a good thing. It's time to end the stigma surrounding health. Everyone struggles mentally in some way, shape or
1: form. 100%. That's it one of that's, that's That is 100% true. Yeah. Everyone did. Everyone, I think people mm. deal with it in different ways. Mm-hmm. I think some of us have been raised to deal with it in different ways or, yeah. you know, ignore it. But like you said, it's time to stop ignoring it. Everyone deals with it in some way. And I believe, the stigma of getting help, not just dealing with it, but the stigma of getting help that Mm -hmm. you're either weak or, you know, you shouldn't go see that. And I'm a guilty, I'm a guilty person. You know, my wife wanted when we were going out and we were struggling, she was like, we need to go see a site, you know, go Mm -hmm. talk to a psychiatrist. I ain't going to see no damn psychiatrist. (laughs) I ain't dealing with that, you know? And that's just on the relationship building, the relationship part. I can only imagine it mentally. Um, I'm sure I, uh, I talked to a friend of mine and I'll get off the subject real quick, but I was talking to a friend of mine about, are growing up, you know, mm-hmm. the things that happened, the things that we happened to growing up and growing up the way we did and the things that we saw growing up, man, I should be, I should have postpartum, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, some of the things mm-hmm. that we saw. Mm-hmm. But I learned how to deal with it in a different way. You know, the way I was raised was like, you know, put that to the side, put that put to the back. But now looking back on it as, as old as I am and reflecting, you know, there's a lot of tra- traumatic things that just happened. So I can only imagine... And i and I and I and I did good. I was cool. I didn't live in in you know in a crazy, 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 crazy mm-hmm. environment. But I can only imagine someone that's living in a in an in urban environment and they have no hope. And there's no yeah, hopefully. Wow. There's no hopeful situations going on. Can you imagine what that person's mental state is? Can you imagine that person has been wrongfully accused and had to go to prison? What that person's mental state is? Mm-hmm. You know, can you imagine some bunch of the 17-year-olds that never had nothing that's throwing a million dollars and said, take care of everybody in your family? Can you imagine that person's mental state? You know, all these different criteria, man, affect you mentally big time. So I I think it's just time to hopefully eliminate that stigma. And like my man said, let's get help. You know, Mr. Cox said, we got to start to just kind of erase that and get help when we need to get help.
0: Hmm. I I completely agree with you, and um, I, I think healy kind of sums it up right here. I, I mean, again, folks, as, as you know, the whole premise and the whole mission behind Team No Sleep. Again, we we're not just talking about scores and sports, and we're not just talking about again who's got the latest shoe deal. We're not we're not just going to talk about. Um, Who's driving fanciest car, right? This is the social impact of sport, and again, this was really the lead story. We we, we wanted to, to ease into it and creep into it because we wanted to definitely make sure we didn't we didn't glaze over it. But um, thank you for your support, folks, in terms of having this discussion and bring and bringing out your comments. This is this is real. This uh, again touches and addresses everyone. If you don't think so, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. we, we all need to pull out the hand and, and actually get some support from those around us and, and stop being too proud, stop being too selfish. Uh, if, if you need some help, re- reach one, teach one like, like, like our dude tells yeah, us, right? Like, 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 our brace dude Bracey tells us, right? Bracey I mean, yeah. that's, that's a great mantra. So, um, let, let's make sure we take care of each other as we, as we continue to move forward. Um, Next story, next story. We're gonna we're gonna move over into a little we're gonna move into some basketball, and then we'll end with a crazy football story. How about that?
1: Okay. Oh, <laughs> but before before we do that, Uh-oh. I know I was talking about they gave Nike support. I'm gonna slap Nike on the hand real quick for for Miss Vanessa Bryant for trying that's to. What I, so her. that's
0: what I was talking about when I. was,
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's Rel- exactly what I was
0: talking about. Okay. Yeah, 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 mama yeah. the
1: mama suit super shoes without her permission, man. I mean. Yeah. Uh, that that ain't cool. That that wasn't cool on Nike part. The, yeah. the Joking, that that's the one. That's a, that's an epic fail on their part, right there.
0: Yeah, on yeah. that one. My, my, mama Vanessa gonna get. She gonna, yeah, she, she, gonna get- <laughs> she, she gonna call somebody and she gonna get that taken care of for sure. Releasing them shoes without them being aware of. It. Yeah, um, yeah, man, what's going on? So, all right, Coach Coach K. Yeah, that man has been in the game for a long time. He's you, now he's saying, you know what? I I didn't want all these championships. I done, I done won all these, these gold medals. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, It's time to go sit down. Yeah. I'm not mad at you, coach. I'm I'm, I'm not mad at you. Coach K, uh, arguably the goat his his athletic director, Kevin White called in the goat when he was talking about the season coming up. So coach K is talking about retiring at the end of this season, the 20 to 2021 season. Yep, trying to trying to win one for for Duke one more time. But you know what, Coach, Coach is not worried about winning mm. another uh, another championship. He just wants to have a great run. Uh,
1: yeah, and go I, and, and go out rightfully so, like he's supposed to get he, get his flowers while he's still t- on his tour through the ACC. Uh, you know, yeah. people pay homage to what he what the things that he's brought to basketball. Um, I think for Coach K that he's seen so many errors of basketball. And I think this era right now, the way it's going now, it's the changing of the guards, you know, um, yeah. and he's, he's getting out the time. You know, Duke Duke is not landing the powerhouse players that he used to because college basketball the landscape is no longer like it used to be. You know, guys are going in one and done, or guys are skipping college basketball altogether to go to the yeah. NBA yeah. have an opportunity to play at the NBA. So with that being said, you know, his error, you know, he's like, you know, this is a this is a new game. I think this is a new game, a new day and era, and the and Duke doesn't echo like it used to. You know, the we, we had this conversation before how the Duke and the Georgetowns and the, they don't echo like they used to back in our day.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, now it's now it's the Gonzagas and the Butlers and the Saint Marys and crazy. Those schools are like, whoa, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonzaga, like what the <laughs> Gonzaga. But those are the guys that are kind of taking it to the next level. Uh, um, you know, and, and and I think it's just passes by. We we've, we've seen it already happen, though. The North Carolina, yeah. you know, how they just they fell off the map. Um, how you know yeah. other basketball powerhouses are just it's just not there anymore, and these smaller schools are doing it. And I think, and I you know, Tallboy kind of brought this up, and you know he said it before yeah. that how these smaller schools are recruiting players that are going to be in the system for four years, where the Dukes and all those were recruiting those one one and done players, and it finally caught up to them. You know the guys that were in there. They had their four, they in the four year system. They're playing. They're winning. They understand how to win. They understand offense. Where you're just cycling these one year superstars, and it's finally just caught up to them. And I think it's just caught up to his coaching career as well. Because let's be honest, if Duke was still the powerhouse. I don't think Coach K would be would be would be retiring, yeah. hanging up. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's now that uh, the game is now starting the way the game is, the platform of recruiting and how how it's doing done. It's kind of just it's, it's time to give it on up and let yeah. somebody else take control. but i mean salute the man is mr basketball he's done it all he's won at every level except for the nba level but i don't think that takes away anything he's a first time hall of fame ballot in the college basketball hall of fame and probably in the the basketball hall of fame as well because he's done so much um great 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 guy to root against. I didn't like Duke either. Someone said Duke was his nemesis. <laughs> I didn't. Really, I didn't like Duke yeah. either. Yeah, I was. I, mean, I was.
0: North, I was North Carolina just because because of Jordan. So I, I, I've always root root for them. But then you know Jerry jump. Golly, you know. You know. They, you know, like you they know the they game. Follow. I
1: hated. You know the game. I hated Duke. I hate first. I hated Duke. I hated Bobby Hurley, and I hated Christian
0: Laettner. <laughs>
1: and Coach K just Hurley. had to be associated with them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but let's let's be honest with you. He made those guys who were, you know, Grant Hill was also there before, also Mm -hmm. there, who's great, great player in the NBA. But those guys weren't they didn't really make it to the next level to be that great. They made it in the NBA. They played pretty good. But I mean, they didn't make it to be that superstar status in the NBA. But for college basketball, arguably top five greatest team. Definitely. That Duke team he put together with him easily. Yeah.
0: Um he he will go down. At, as I just say in history as as one of the, if not the. Uh, it just depends on who's Mount Rushmore you're building. Yeah. Um, he says he's not planning to leave. Right. He's just going to step away from the head coaching uh, position. Mm-hmm. So he, he's leaving that out there. He'll probably step into some analyst or some consultancy role. Probably still uh, coach the. The Olympics team, if yep. he, if he's asked to do that. I don't see him at seventy-four years of age as he is right now. I don't see him stepping up into a, a uh, an NBA role.
1: No, I think I think he's he's past that. I, yeah. If he was gonna be an NBA player, I remember Kobe was kind of fighting for him at one point, I believe, when Kobe was you know, when Kobe was playing with the Lakers and they had a yeah. coach it open. I think he was kind of fighting him and, and he said no, he didn't he didn't really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Coach K's legacy is in college basketball, just like John Thompson's was yeah. just like, you know, uh, uh, Cheney's was just like a lot of those guys. I think they found their niche in, at the collegiate level. They've been paid a lot of money to do the things they were doing. And they were great coaches and great mentors of those men in that in that crucial area from eight from the age of 18 to 22. Exactly. They, they knew how to coach and, and groom those guys. Plus, let's be honest with you, man. The NBA is a different game, just like of pros from any other sport. Now You're dealing with men that make more money than you and don't really want to listen to you if they don't want to listen to you. <laughs> yeah, so it, think... it takes
0: a special kind of character yeah. to be able to talk to someone making <laughs> 10 times more money than you on a nightly basis, yeah. And, you, and you're gonna tell him to go up and down the court and run, what? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. He can look at you crazy, like, <laughs> What you do? You, you can't tell me what to do. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, and Coach K probably didn't want to deal with that madness. I and I, and I completely – I can understand it why a lot of coaches stay in the collegiate world and don't want to go yeah. to the professional world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean. His accolades, man. His his, his the, the games. How many games he won? The teams he's coached. The things he was able to do in college basketball. He's got to be second to none. I mean, Wooden. Yeah. It, it's got to be John Wooden and then Coach K, probably right there, if not right up on any, You know, right out of the Wooden is probably probably the greatest college coaches that are, that, that have been around. Jeff, well,
0: yeah, because Wooden is, is credit. Wooden will never with, be touched. Uh, he won't yeah. be touched. Yeah he's credited really as being the architect of, of, yeah. of a lot of what is basketball today. So yeah, you know, Kay will def, definitely for the previous generation. Right. Yeah. So the folks folks that came up maybe maybe again with the last ten years or so. I don't know. I don't know who's really that person right now at, at the collegiate level who who's who's really making all of the strides. Maybe uh was was it smart? Uh not smart, out, out of Kansas. Um I can't I can't remember his name, but the coach out of Kansas right now. Just, just trying to figure out who's out there really resonating with the youth and, and really mm-hmm. attracting all of the top tier talent uh with, with their program and things of that nature. But you know, shouts out to Coach K for everything he's done to the game and everything that he's done uh to uh to his rivals as well. <laughs> because he, he's whooped up on, on on us quite a few <laughs> times. So so go ahead, go go sit down now, Coach. Yeah. And, and 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 let uh you know let, let my uh let my North Carolina folks come back in. Let, let my Michigan folks come back in and try to try to win something. Good lord. Hey, we ain't go. we ain't had nothing good happen in Michigan since well, <laughs> well, they I ball
1: they balled <laughs> this year. Michigan was good this year, but uh, I mean We need to we need to cut
0: down some 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 nets though. That's there what we you go need there. You, yeah, go.
1: Yeah. you want that final. You want that, you want that, you want that I, championship. We,
0: <laughs> man, nobody coming in second place, man. We, we we got to win around here. We got to win. Uh your boy Johnny football. Uh yeah. I don't I I haven't talked about him in, in years. I haven't talked about him since I mistakenly went out and bought his jersey.
1: <laughs> I don't know how you mistakenly did that, but okay.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't even want, I don't even know if I want to talk about it. I bought his jersey. I was in Portland, Oregon at the Nike store and I bought his jersey when he was just coming out and I said, Oh, I'm gonna get, I got to get this. Cause just cause Johnny Mansell is gonna be the man. I wore that Jersey one time. I wore that Jersey out on the on the golf course. Out there with my boys golfing one day, uh-huh. and then, and then Johnny got out there on the football field and started playing. I swear to you, three weeks later, I burnt that jersey. <laughs> Never wore it again. Jersey, I didn't. I, 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 I didn't did throw it away. I didn't. I didn't give it to Goodwill. I, I did what they did with LeBron's jersey when when he when he took his talents to <laughs>
1: Miami. <huh? laughs> I burnt
0: that jersey, man. Look, but, but I I don't want to say none. But th- this man is coming out talking talking about some things. And look, no, I don't think anyone uh, doubted that this was happening. But Johnny's talking about he made a little bit of money, yeah, while he was in college. Uh, off of his likeness, off of his signature, but he's he's stating and he's being very explicit that he didn't make any money off of his signature or any appearances until after he won the Heisman.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, quote unquote, he didn't do it. Or he didn't make any money. <laughs> I mean, he's probably being he's probably being emphatical because he doesn't want Texas A&M to get in trouble with you know with the NCAA as far as being you know being sanctioned or banned or anything like that. But, I mean, let I, I don't – this is not new. This is not a new – this is not a secret for yeah. anybody, for any top yeah. – for any of those top players that are playing in college football from then till now. And I say any college athlete, if you're a superstar college athlete, yeah, you are going to have an opportunity to make money, especially, quote-unquote, after you win your awards or after your season is over or whatnot, that by signing autographs or doing commercials or – Wearing some, wearing some, something of someone, uh, you know, some, some wearing some apparel or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. Mm-hmm. There's, there's opportunity for them to make because they're, they're, those are athletes that are admired and looked up to by, of not that hundreds of thousands, millions of people. Johnny Manziel at the time, when this happened, was the hottest thing going on. You know, he was the hottest player in in college football, size guy to slay the rock and beat the juggernaut. I think he beat LSU that year
0: mm-hmm. when the
1: LSU was supposed to be unbeatable. He, he was doing it all. He was on top of the world. So why not take advantage of it? You know, let's, let's why not take advantage of the opportunity for him to be able to make some extra money on the side, being a collegiate athlete, you know. And if anybody has been in college, you know, you're struggling, even though he's getting his little stipend, he's probably making a little yeah. money inside. But if someone offers you 10, 25,000, 30,000, 50,000 to come sign some autographs, why would you not take advantage of that? I mean, that yeah. someone that has nothing, that's that's a lot of money. A lot of money to be yeah. able to do things with. So I mean, I mean, he's, he's not. But this is not anything new. He's just telling his story because this isn't new. I, I'm sure there's more athletes yeah. that did it before.
0: Yeah, um, and, and and the reason I wanted to bring it up is for, is not because of that fact, Ray. Because because again, it, it's it's in the news. People are talking about it. Uh, we, we've we've always known that anyone who's out, out there on 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 the field, on the court, on the on the pitch, whatever the case may be, on their sp- in their sport in in collegiate level. Someone's paying your rent. Someone's buying your food. Someone's taking care of your mom and your daddy. Whatever. But just just the brashness of, of Johnny coming out and saying, "You know what? Look, come. You're not going to come after me, but you're going you gonna to take my trophies away. You're going to take my Heisman away." He's still got an arrogance about him in, in a negative way. So he not not a confidence, but he's yeah, got an I, arrogance I, about I, him. I
1: think it's I think it's a, think it's, a it's, it's a little it's an arrogance, but I mm-hmm. also believe. I think, and I'm part of my French. He's a media whore. He wants to be in the limelight somehow, some way by doing something. Whether mm. he's playing in the NFL, getting cut from the NFL, playing in the CFL, getting cut from the <laughs> CFL, talking about you know he made money, signing autographs after mm. his college days. He, he Johnny Manziel wants to be that player in the limelight, and the limelight is burnt out. I don't even know why any ESPN entertained the story because it's really not new or anything that that that, that that's. And this is not new. I mean, people were doing, this has been happening forever. Um, I think Johnny, again, like I said, he was the hottest, he was the hottest thing since fish grease when he was mm-hmm. playing in college football. Uh, I think rightfully so. he should have took advantage of the opportunities that was given to him, especially if it was an opportunity to make money to better himself and put himself in a nice situation financially. Um, But again, with his bragging doshas, again, he's going way out of the way to make sure he said he did it after you yeah. know, he won the Heisman. That means after Texas A&M regular season was over, that means he didn't break any rules, which I think is BS. Yeah, you were doing it the whole time. You know, if you're going to be, I say, don't be 50% transparent. Be 100% transparent at this wow, point.
0: Wow, I love it. And I don't, so, think, I
1: don't think he's being that way.
0: Here's the real reason why I brought this story up, because I wanted to dig into you a little bit. And I want to ask you a question about Reggie
1: Bush. Yeah.
0: You think Reggie should get his Heisman back? Absolutely. Okay.
1: I think absolutely. I, let, let, let's, let's set the scenario. That's the
0: real reason why I brought this story yeah, yeah. up because I wanted to talk about that because this is almost kind of that same. It's kind not of, a double yeah. standard, the same type of conversation.
1: Yeah. yeah. But let, let's 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 set the scenario, at least from what I understand the story about Reggie Bush. I don't know if this is factual. I'm just going mm-hmm. to tell, tell you what what I what I what I've heard mm-hmm. over the years about how it happened. You know, Reggie was supposed to, you know, some some uh, a company approached him, uh, agency approach, approached him, wanted him to be represent. Be They want to represent him. And in some type of conversation they had, they told Reggie they were going to give him some money, mm-hmm. you know, under the table, just to kind of tie you over till you get ready to become a professional, and then we're gonna we're gonna you're gonna, gonna be our guy. Someone knocked on Reggie Bush's door and gave him a million dollars cash.
0: Next thing you know,
1: a million. Wait, wait. I don't think people understand <laughs> a million. Next
0: thing you know, you know he's, he's, he's not rolling around in, in, in a RAV4 anymore. But Hey, I'm
1: just saying. Right? I don't <laughs> – you are <laughs> 21, 2020, about to be 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Someone gives you a million dollars in cash mm-hmm. to say, to say, hey, when you graduate, please consider us for, to represent you. But here's a million dollars cash. 99 out of 100 players – I'm saying 100 out of 100 players – no one would turn that money down mm-hmm. no one now reggie got sanctioned you know they banned it from the usc for doing this and doing that when it all came out but why isn't that agency or that those guys being criminally charged by approaching the minor by giving him a million dollars so there's the double standard i'm seeing i want to see i don't want to care about the johnny menzel to the reggie bush comparison it's more like why isn't the law or why are the sanctions applying to that agency or the people to try to represent a, represent him and give him that money and make him influence to be a part of their, their their organization instead of punishing Reggie Bush, which every kid in the world would have took that money. Yeah. No one's gonna pass up a million dollars cash in their hand. And I don't know if and like I said, I don't know if the story's true. So I don't want Reggie people coming after me or anything like that. I don't <laughs> but that's the story that I that's the story that I heard it happened that way. No one's gonna pass that kind of money up, man. I I'm sorry. That's that was life-changing money, whether he made it big in the NFL or not.
0: Right, correct.
1: That's life changing money. So, um, I, I don't the, the Reggie should be Mister USC. They should give him back all his trophies because it had, had nothing to do with what he did on the field. No, there was no doubt in no one's mind he was the best college football player mm-hmm. at that ye, the, the, the year he won Heisman and arguably the best running back of college of all time. Now I know there's Barry Sanders and all them, but no one was more electrifying than Reggie Bush in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of great ones that play college and went on to have great pro careers. But in college, especially that year, Reggie was the most electrifying player I've ever seen. You know, put running down the field, putting the ball behind his back, diving in the end zone, just doing things that we had Crazy. never seen, seen before. Yep. And for for them to say, "Hey, since you broke this rule, we're going to take away all your athletic your athletic accolades," ac- 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 is preposterous because the NCAA is robbing these kids every day. These kids are making million billions of dollars for them. You mm-hmm. give them nothing. You give them an education, but they represent the school and that school brings in more enrollment, brings in more fans. So the school is making that money back. Yeah. Don't give me that BS about that. you give giving them scholarship money. That's all. That's OK. Mm-hmm. Reggie Bush made more money for USC than USC. USC knows he sold out the Coliseum. I don't know. People know how big the Coliseum is. Coliseum holds out one hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. Yes, he sells out six games because people come to watch him in the Coliseum. All that money goes to the school. You don't think the school's made their, their tuition that they give him back ten times over. Twenty times over, a hundred times over, mm-hmm. and the TV money they get because he's going to be on TV Ooh. now, and so on and so on. So, don't give me that message that hey, they got a free education that with their payment. This, you know, there's they, they should be able to take opportunities of the likeness to be able to get paid if someone's willing to pay them.
0: Yeah,
1: that's the way I feel about it. now. If we're going to get into the subject should college players get paid, I have a whole different perspective on it. I believe they should get paid. Yes. Yeah. I believe they should get paid, but I should believe they should get paid upon their graduation. I think money should go into a pot.
0: Wow, that's a, that's a keep going. That's a getting, really they, good conversation. They should okay. get their
1: stipend like they're getting, but upon graduation, they should get a percentage of that money in a pot. So when they graduate, they walk away with fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars to represent the school four years. If you decide to just leave the school early to go NFL, go pro, you forfeit that money and that goes back into the pot. But your your job is there to be a student athlete. You're there mm-hmm. to go four years to represent the school for four four to five years to play football or play your sport. And then move on to your professional career, whether it's athletically or professionally. Mm-hmm. I believe if you represented that school for those four years, that money should go into a pot. You should get paid upon when you graduate to walk away with your degree.
0: That's an interesting perspective because so many other folks are looking at it as you know, we should be giving these kids this, a paycheck. Right. You know, against you, something get for-
1: you get a stipend every month. So there's your paycheck you get. Right.
0: Right. And, and I think I also agree that the NCAA needs to change their ways, you know, and, and compensate these students and, and these likenesses and, and, and folks out there putting their bodies on the line every single day, and you're getting hundreds of thousands, billions, and millions of dollars for them going out there and entertaining your fans and your boosters and but, and, and but your.
1: I agree. I agree. I agree with you. I'm sorry to cut you off, Jay, but I agree with you. But some people are like, oh, they should get paid for while they're there at the school. Whoa, 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 whoa! You're signing a contract, right, to, mm-hmm. to represent that school. Yeah. granted your 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 letter of tennis every year but they're given that that letter of tennis for you to stay there for four years or to complete your career as an athlete which is typically you get five years to play four right that's kind of the norm red shirt year and then you can play four so you got five to play four yeah and within that year you're supposed to be able to earn your degree i believe we should award they should reward the student athlete not just the athlete you know the student athlete mm-hmm. should be rewarded mm-hmm. for representing that school for four years and like I said, I believe it should be built up in a bank or an annuity or whatever it is, and they get paid out upon graduation. So when you walk across that stage and you get that degree, you get that check.
0: You get you get your diploma, and you get you get another envelope that's got the uh, the routing number and the account number for yeah you. yeah yeah because <laughs> little because something, they, they,
1: something. they made so much money for the school yeah they 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 their they, likeness for the school they represented the school they've sacrificed for the school because believe me, student athlete, you sacrifice a lot being on the college campus, especially on the big time program. So they sacrifice so much to do all those things. And I believe, you know, the ones that want to either drop out, they don't want to be in there no more, or the ones that decide to go pro early and all that stuff. That money should just stay in the pot and give it to those that graduate. Yeah. That will get more incentive for I think a lot of people to say, you know, I'm gonna finish my degree regardless of what's going on. Okay. I'm gonna make sure I stay on track to get my degree. I'm not gonna just take these bonehead classes because I'm not going to the NFL in two years. It it should be that kind of attitude and that kind of I think tone set. To say hey if you don't make it to the league, at least you're going to walk away with your degree and you got a, you got a eighty thousand dollar head start check so you don't have to go back and live with moms and pops. Mm-hmm. You can go figure out where you want to set up shop. You got a little bit of money to live off yourself after you graduate to fight, figure out what you're going to do with your next move before you get a job. I think that to me would be the best move. Now, how to in, in how they deal with this because you have the tiers of NCAA division one, division two, II, division three, mm-hmm. all those represent the school that do the same thing. I don't know how the money would be. disperse or how it would be dispersed with the big schools you know the power fives versus someone that's not power five i don't know how that's dispersed but i do believe they need to get paid and it should be at the end because a little bit of something to help everybody for representing the school in in athletics
0: i want to keep having that conversation and i I know you got some folks kind of in in the pipeline who we can bring on to to talk a little bit more in detail about about sports in general uh from not just the Amateur level, but also at the professional level. But I, I want to keep having that conversation because I think it's relevant and, and we need to see where it's going, because, again, you know, it came out in the news that the NCAA was going to start, again, uh, compensating athletes, student-athletes for their, their legacies and, and and their abilities and, and, and what they bring, the value they bring back to the university. So, mm-hmm. uh I'm, I'm i'm writing a mental note on that woman that's 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 good i'll remind man. you don't
1: worry about it man i'll remind
0: i i, I, I know you will well, I, 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 that's a
1: discussion i love to have <laughs> I, I
0: i know you will mate. Hey, brother we 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 did what we needed to do again tonight i think right yes we, sir uh, we, we talked to him folks hopefully tonight was uh was 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 valuable hopefully tonight we we, we made you think a little bit different about a couple of these topics um Reach out to us uh, if, if you got any questions, concerns or about what we talk about. Hopefully we just make you think. Uh, we, we're not gonna sit here and be nodding all the time, yes men, and, and, and that type of thing. We 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 gonna stir it up. And Montel, no, I'm I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna bring something out of the right field that he he wasn't ready, just, just like this Reggie Bush conversation that we had just now, right? just to get that dialogue and just to get that awkward conversation going. So uh, that's what we do, folks. That's, that's what we do. Continue to support us. Continue to subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell us what we should be doing if we're not doing something that you think we should be. Um, I, we just want to continue to bring quality content to you, the community. So for that, I'm going to say thank you. Brother Montel, tell us what you got. You doing all right? What, what sticks Man, for you?
1: Everybody be safe. Have a great, wonderful weekend uh enjoy yourselves and you know hey watch a lot of basketball and baseball and hockey and all that this weekend and like i said like you said keep giving us those stories that you guys want to hear um and let's talk about like i said the other side of it like you said how it impacts us socially uh, how it impacts us mentally and just how we personally feel about certain situations yeah. and i'm gonna eat it on this i hope the Lakers lose tonight
0: there he go i'm over here, here looking Lakers
1: lose All y'all, oh, yeah i'm hoping the Lakers lose tonight. so
0: they That's are they close. down, they down with, with you don't have everybody on the court. I'm I'm looking at these 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 trailblazers and they, they need to figure something out in a minute and twenty-four seconds because Denver is, is has got them right now. Yeah, so. man,
1: yeah, man. They, well Dame can't do it by himself. You know, I don't McCullum and them trying, but I hope they can pull it off. But if, if they lose, please let them let the Lakers lose. That's all I want tonight. <laughs> let the
0: Lakers lose. Folks, we're gonna end on that. Salute. So, we appreciate y'all. Be good to yourself be good to everyone around you. We out.